fill in the blank. If I was rich, I'd never be broke, <laughs> hungry, <laughs> dirty. What is happening? Man, I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. It's people that say never going broke again that go broke the fastest. <laughs> uh, what did you say? I said hungry. Hmm. I don't That's agree a, with cause, that. Because every time I go out right now. Oh. I thought you meant like hungry for more money. Oh, that's what I thought too. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean like legit hungry. Because <laughs> I'll be going out like eating and I'll just like get a little bit. Like, you guys mm. took it very literally. <laughs> what I meant you like. Mean? like like what you wouldn't do yeah then the hungry that you guys interpreted like i said i said if i was rich i'd never be dirty because i noticed that like dirty money no oh like clean like people that once they get i guess it might be a time thing too but like some rich people even like people that live around here some of my rich friends growing up like they had some of the dirtiest houses it was disgusting you couldn't you couldn't like so you took it literally too then no, no, but <laughs> no, it, it's like a different meaning still. Let's well, go. yeah, it's literal. We caught him, <laughs> ladies no. and gentlemen. We got him. <laughs> no, but like you guys are saying, like using the money, you would never be like broke, right? Because you're yeah, you're but you would money. be using the money not to be poor. Like, no, uh, but that's not. Either. But that's not true. Like you would be you can have mates. money. I know, but that's the point. You can have money and still, like. You're obviously not broke anymore. Obviously, you can afford food. You can afford to clean, but some dirt, some rich people are still very dirty. Does anybody else relate to this, or is it just me? It's just you. I mean, I I, I know what you're saying. It's nasty. Like but some I, rich people are I really think, gross. I think it's like a personal basis. Yeah, that's not a rich. But like, thing. I I see what you're saying. Like, they could afford to buy somebody to clean the house. Like, it's not their that hard. cars. Like some people will be even on YouTube and stuff. Sometimes you see people with like. Oh, they have this really nice car or whatever and it's like so nasty in there <laughs> there's like junk in there like old stuff yeah. it's just and i know people that are like that that aren't you know rich or whatever so you're right it is like if you're that way you're you'll always be that way like i always grew up watching like my mom she's like a clean freak my dad is and like that was just kind of something that i gravitate towards like i always like washing my hands i like you know everything is supposed to be clean i like things where they are and all that so if i was rich i don't think that that would change you know but for somebody who is already kind of like a pig once they get rich then also you like lose stuff in that (laughs) anyways all right thank you guys for tuning into an episode of strange flavors my name is shimmer i'm for us and special guest star once again tiktok star (laughs) dower who doesn't talk a minute in the the podcast (laughs) i was listening but yeah this is brought to you by alif theory you can find us on all social media instagram twitter facebook And you can listen to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, SoundCloud. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to see this on the video, YouTube. And if you want to send in your awesome questions, music, or little cool stories, or you just want to talk to us, strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. Or Shimmer's DMs if you want to talk. What if you put a podcast on Cornhub? Okay. All right, we don't have Amber this week. Um, she is in Hawaii. She is training hard. Honestly, I'm, I'm a little jealous. She seems like she's having way too much fun. 
She's in Hawaii, dude. Why would like she? She's living her best life. What did you expect her to just be like, doing there? You know, like miss us a little bit, but like she, it looks like she no, she never, does miss us. She said, she said that uh, she's raving about us over there. No. I don't know. It looks like yeah, her I, back is completely fine. Yeah. She's been throwing it back every day. <laughs> she said, uh, she said, tell the pod cuties I said hi. Yeah. So the pod cuties, I think she means us. True. So we're cute. We're cute. And uh, I think she's gonna come back, back, and then like she's gonna be like, "Damn, I had the best time there, and now I'm here with these guys." Dara's already like super fit. Well, you know what it is when you go to a new setting of friends, uh, and like something sticks, like that thing, they enjoy so much more than like people that already know you. Let me tell you what I mean. Like if I go to a new environment, right, and I decide like, okay, let me try this joke out. Yeah, Yeah. And then immediately it sticks. I become that guy who made that joke. Yeah. And then they just want more of that. And I'm like, oh, like I'm, I'm popular. Yeah. Right. So Amber has this thing going right now where she's like that, like, you know, she's being herself. Yeah. Uh, but they love that. They love that. And she's like, oh, it's working. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's definitely and what's going on. then she comes back, tries it on us. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> I'm, going to get, I'm, I'm getting a text about this right about now. Amber has heard it. She's going to be like, Frost, you don't know me. Yeah, yeah you don't know me. <laughs> Hi, Amber. But yeah, we welcome you a speedy recovery here. Coming back. <laughs> <laughs> or just um, have fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a funny story. So uh recently i you know every month i'll take on like a handful of clients and just space them out throughout the month um for like you know design work marketing whatever it might be photo video um and i never take on rappers because it's the worst it's the worst uh usually they well the main thing is they usually can't afford like because i'm not gonna take on a client that you know is low budget is low budget and like that i can easily just do something else for and yeah. and it's a lot easier because their requirements are also like yo i want like flames at this point. i want 20 girls bro <laughs> like, it's like right so it's just it's not worth it yeah. but someone hit me up and they were like hey like i have this artist i want to do a music video whatever i was like okay um and i just sent them like a contract you know a quote and everything that i gen- generally do and usually i don't hear back but I heard back, they were like, sounds good, looks good, everything looks good. They didn't even try to like negotiate or anything. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, so I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, and they were like, we're gonna get an Airbnb and you know, we're gonna shoot the video there. They weren't telling me anything about the video. They were just like, you're just gonna come in direct. I was like, okay, like no planning, that's fine. And I thought like, okay, this is gonna be like, you know, they're getting some crazy big house with like a pool and like there's gonna be all this type of stuff there they got like a normal airbnb like (laughs) like a townhouse it was like breakfast it was like just you know generic furniture it said like live laugh love you know (laughs) and i'm like okay like are you guys bringing something here like what's is this it and they're like yeah we just we got it for the video i was like okay like what what do you want to do with this place and they're like i don't know like we got a car outside and they rented like a like a camo jeep and but it was like nighttime. I was like, okay, um, where, how do you expect to like shoot this? We should we should do this during the day. They're like, you don't have lights. I was like, no, I brought lights, but like we can't be driving it <laughs> and do that because they wanted to drive it. I was like, okay. So then they lay out like 
all this like weed and like (laughs) (laughs) random stuff like all over the table and i was like okay i get what the vibe is now they're gonna have like this house i don't know why they need in front of live laugh love there's like weed lean (laughs) yeah there's also like a no smoking sign in the airbnb (laughs) and um so i was like okay that's what they want you could have literally done this anywhere it didn't have to be in this airbnb but that's what they wanted honestly it would have been better in like a trap house or something like (laughs) yeah not in a nice airbnb you could have like that's what you got you could have gotten way better places like i could have helped with that (laughs) i would have wanted to shoot something better because like what am i supposed to do with this so then shoot that at my house (laughs) we eventually like you know just made it work and and put stuff around and like i told this guy to like get on a table and we try to make it like more fun um and and kind of bizarre and they were like down for everything um and then like at the end of it like there's this there's this kid he comes up he's like hey like let me walk you out by the time i'm about to leave and i was like okay um and he was like yo like um you know i'm uh i'm lebanese and i was like okay cool and he was like you know if if you could just just take out all the parts of like me like swinging the bottle because i'm like i'm you know my family's like muslim and stuff and (laughs) it doesn't really look good i was like in my head i'm like bro that was you the whole video you were going crazy like why did you do that (laughs) and he like he's drinking and stuff and like i was like you didn't want that in the video like you were going ham and but then i was like okay yeah like i'll try to cut it out i know what his role is he's like trying to fit in he's trying to be cool and he didn't want to tell his friends that he doesn't want to be like you know that guy to cut himself out i guess so but then afterwards (laughs) like they you know i I made them the video and all they love it but they were like hey like we we want to take that guy out and i was like he's in every shot they were like maybe you can like draw cartoons over it maybe you can (laughs) i was like I mean, yeah, you want me to do that. It's going to take me like, you Just know, 10 plus hours <laughs> if you can afford it. And they're still like, yeah, sounds good. I'm like, and right now I'm like, bro, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, but I, I guess I have to. And, and this kid, he was like, they're all like, I guess in their 20s, like upper 20s. He's like 18 years old. And now I'm like, should I talk to him? Like, <laughs> is he okay? Is he in a wrong situation? Did he like, you know, is this not a good situation for him? But yeah. I don't know. It was it was a bizarre. <laughs> I I don't know if I'm gonna continue That's doing funny. this. I uh, I want to talk about uh what's it called? Did you guys hear about Jeff Bezos? He bought like the most expensive house in L. A. Oh yeah. Like or the most expensive house like in the U. S. Ever like paid for. Yeah. So he spent uh 165 million dollars for like the richest best house. In and I heard that like. LA. What was the what was the comparison? It was like if you earn sixty thousand a year. And you spent like seventy five dollars, yeah, on a house. That's what it's like for Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's oh, how much. I remember that. Like, fact. that's how much percentage of his net worth it was in that house. So, like, if if there was anything like more expensive, change. he would have gotten that. Like, yeah. And the the thing is, like, I think he just did it to flex. Like, oh, you don't? Have you seen the house? The house is pretty nice. I mean, like, he bought it. Um, what's it called? He bought it. Like, you know, uh, there's two estates that he actually bought, mm-hmm. and. I think it, they're very separate, but I mean, it, it doesn't have to be like the best, you know, it doesn't mean that like the most expensive is the best house, mm-hmm. you know? So I think he just did it just to flex because he could have bought like better places. Well, who better else house. is going to buy it? Well, somebody already had the property and he was just like, okay. No, but I'm saying like, there's only a certain amount of people that can buy something like that. Yeah. So what you're saying, like, you know, but, okay, why not? The thing is like LA, why, yeah. why LA? He has, uh, you know, properties in DC. Because he wants to be near the government. You Maybe know, for Amazon. like Amazon Studios or something. Maybe, but I don't know. Be it, closer to Hollywood people. Probably. 
you know because he he was at the was it oscars i feel like oh yeah he got bagged on that. <laughs> <laughs> well this brings us back to like the the opener question like if you had jeff bezos money would you buy a house like that i would because i like entertainment right but like he's done literally everything else so it's like except entertainment so I feel like maybe what do you mean you like enter- you would buy the house for the entertainment? What do you to mean to be around like L.A.? Oh no no like- no, that's what I'm saying. Like, would you buy that house or like a different house if you had that type of money? <laughs> I mean, if I was that rich, like it really doesn't matter, you know. I mean, I I would like to say I wouldn't buy it, right? But he has the power to seventy five dollars out of sixty thousand. Like you have to watch out for Shimmer. Yeah, I he's can. gonna do crazy stuff with money. He's like I I don't know what I would do. <laughs> Those are always the time. No, but like sixty dollars <laughs> out of sixty. Seventy-five dollars, but it's 60, but it's still that much money. Yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still that much money. Yeah, but like you can still do a lot more with the other money, right? Yeah, you're like right. you can make that comparison right now. Why'd you buy this MacBook? Oh well, you know that's you know. Well, I need it. He doesn't need that house. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a big that. difference. We don't know that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, to each their own. But that's crazy. Um, Screw with Jeff Bezos if you're watching this. That's why, why this podcast Wait. isn't on Amazon Prime. <laughs> he he did um, pledge ten billion dollars to sustain the Earth or something. Oh, to like environmental causes, environmental right? causes. Which uh, how about awesome. he turns that money and puts it back into his own company and actually like treats his employees right? Let's do that. Okay, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. But I didn't know where you were going with that, but he's that also was a good point. saving the earth, so I don't know. But you're I, pick and choose your battles. So. <laughs> but you know, like pledging, I, I don't know if th- that means like he's just donating. I think mm-hmm. he's like setting up like a whole new business, you know, to like I feel like he's gonna gain some personal thing from this. So yeah, well, I mean, he's like probably gonna get tax cuts from it and stuff. Oh yeah. Well, he doesn't pay taxes, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, <true. laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that there's always kind of this thing about you know reaching that level and then and then everyone kind of deciding what is right for you and whatnot and like you don't know you know what's he's kind of picking and choosing between and like what he wants to do with that money so like i just i I just think that we're all kind of in a position that like we are supposed to be in as in like if there was that rich person that was gonna save the world you know like everyone says that everyone's like yeah if i was that rich i would do this right but maybe it's supposed to be that way maybe like everybody's supposed to be in the position that they're in because that's where they're meant to be and like you don't know you know how like sometimes people say fame doesn't change a person it just reveals who were who they were the whole time yeah i think that we're all kind of hypocrites to that you know where we like to pick out billionaires and and be like uh you know they should be doing this and i would do this and that but in honesty like you were saying you know you were honest about it. you were like i don't know if i if i'm not gonna say that i wouldn't buy that house yeah and i think that you know we don't know that until we get to that to that yeah. point but i will say you know bill gates he's someone who donates like 90 percent of his wealth mm-hmm. to charities and that's awesome so yeah I, so like, there are good i personally would try to find a balance like i obviously like you earned that money so i would definitely like reward myself with it with nice things but i would want to hopefully like balance that out by also giving back to people like i truly think how david dobrik does it yeah i truly think that the reward thing i don't know how everyone else functions but if i don't have some somebody to share it with Mm -hmm. it just doesn't mean anything to me at all like right now where i'm at i have 
when it comes to materials, like all the things that really I need. Yeah. I, I really don't need anything else. There's a lot of things that I want, but mm. otherwise, when I get to share experiences with other people, especially family, you know, close friends, um, it makes it way, 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 way better. And that's, if you don't have like, if you're doing all these cool things and you have nobody to share it with, that's just lonely. And that's yep. why like rich people sometimes are in that position. Um, speaking of rich people, uh, Zane and Gigi are rich people and there are levels to this ish, apparently. Um, they went to that uh, that recent boxing match. I don't know if you guys, well, we saw it. Um, there was Tyson Fury Ryan. and Deontay Wilder. It was a good fight. Great fight. Yeah. Um, and Zayn was supporting his British UK friend, brother. Uh, yeah, uh, Tyson Fury. So he was there to watch that. Jake Paul and Logan Paul were there. And apparently they were staying in the same hotel. I think that Logan was like staying next door to him and Jake was across or something like that. And they wanted to talk to him, say what's up. And Zane was like, not about it. He's like, yo, I don't like you. Uh, He's like, I'm not fuck about you, bro. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so he was not about it. And then uh, Jake Paul went online the next day and he tweeted, almost had to clap up Zane from One Direction because he is a little guy and has an attitude and basically told me to F off for no reason when I was being nice to him. Zane, I know you're reading this. Stop being angry because you came home alone to your big ass hotel room. Ha ha ha. Gigi Hadid, uh, Zane's girlfriend, clapped back and said, LOL, because he doesn't care to hang out with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like a respectful king because he has me, sweetie. Unbothered by your irrelevant ugly ass. Go to bed. Respect. Damn. Respect? Respect. This is what I want to ask you guys. What do you think about this interaction? Is, is Zane thinking of himself too highly? Was Gigi right uh, to clap back in that way? What do you guys think? I, I honestly I don't know the full context, but knowing like the history of Jake and Logan Paul, mm -hmm. maybe there was something behind the scenes that caused Zane to act like that. Mm -hmm. But from video purpose, like ev obviously like ninety percent of people are Zane's case because everyone hates Jake and Logan Paul. But um, like I feel like Zane wouldn't do that just out of nowhere, just because mm -hmm. you know he doesn't like them. And it did seem like yo, I just want to talk like Jake, like. I don't know why they were it's kind of seemed like they were harassing him but we don't know the circumstances I thought you know what Gigi said she didn't have to reply on Twitter but she did and I thought that was kind of cool like you know she's defending Zane like sticking up for him yeah, I thought that was like awesome that's mm. like goals yeah so what do you think yeah so like going off that I agree like I remember when Logan went to Japan he completely disregarded like the culture there and was making fun of people and things like that so I'm sure again I don't think he was just trying to talk to him I think he was trying to grab him for a video for like clout purposes and stuff like oh I had Zane in my video and uh, like I think that's what was the issue maybe like Zane probably like realized like this isn't a, a genuine interaction like I think he just wants me for his clout mm. for his videos so he was like nah I'm a pass on this and then Gigi like clapping back at him that that's like that's real that's what's up I think it comes down to reputation and Every time we bring up the Paul brothers, it's always about entitlement. And they, you know, I think that they're great businessmen. I think they're genius marketers. I think like what they did worked. They made a huge business out of coming up from Vine and all that, like all praise to them. I just like personally think that they would be very annoying to hang out with. Mm -hmm. And because of their antics, because of their reputation, uh, they feel so it seems like they just think that they can do whatever they want yeah. and it comes down to that entitlement factor of just like sometimes you get checked and then Jake ended up deleting the tweets and he was like yo like I was you know drunk or whatever and 
you know, uh, Logan talked about it and he was like, you know, that's what happens, whatever. And they're kind of embarrassed. Yeah. And this, this, this is good because it lets people know that like, you know, you can't just do that all the time. Yeah. And that brings me to, to the next point, which is like, um, free speech. And sometimes people think that they can say whatever they want to say and there's no consequences. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was, um, Caitlin Bennett, who's the gun girl, who's famously known as like the the girl that brings the gun to campus, and now she goes around to other people's campuses and interviews, uh, I guess like liberal students, and kind of makes them look stupid um, to see like you know do they even know what they're talking about or whatever. She showed up at um, a a campus and got booed at, got stuff thrown at her, and like kind of harassed a little bit. People were bringing up like apparently she like pooped her pants or something one time and mm -hmm. like i think she, she was drunk or whatever and people were like giving her diapers and everything um and people just blasted her online they were like you know this is what she deserves or whatever and then people were defending her like nobody deserves this type of thing um but what do you guys think like when when somebody who has talked and and i guess created a situation like this yeah and uh you know comes to an event or campus for them to get ridiculed and and you know harassed in that way yeah is it fair i think she knows what she, like she's gonna get what into she signed it. up for yeah like she's mm. going to these school like she could go to a conservative school and have debates there with them too like people that are actually gonna like take her side and be open like you're gonna get more engagement out of them like to like further explain what you need to but she's purposely going to these schools and i think it's like a little bit part of like the clout that she knows she's gonna like these videos are gonna do numbers and stuff like that and also in her own videos like you can see she harasses people too like if there's like a gay dude walking by she's like oh you're gay you're a fag like she uses derogatory terms against them too so yeah i, yeah. I think she knows like what she's doing in a way because you know um like the more ridiculous stuff you say quote unquote people are gonna like blast like oh look how stupid she is right and you th even though like 80 percent or 90 percent of like you know uh, let's say a hundred thousand people you know see this video because someone blew it up saying like look how stupid she is right hundred thousand people say it i think like ten thousand or at least twenty thousand agree with what she's saying mm -hmm. and that's better than oh if she went to a conservative school and like only a thousand people say it like only yeah, yeah. 20 people are gonna agree i think there, so. i think it's kind of dumb because it's like you know you're inciting this type of behavior mm -hmm. you're asking for these things to get happen to you and for me personally like i am all for sitting down with a person having a like a a decent conversation it, like not a not word play and and asking questions that are going to trigger some sort of response on purpose, but actually asking what, where they're coming from and stuff. You know, how somebody says like, if, if uh, you know, we were talking about like chewing gum or something, right? And for some reason, um, it, it has bad effects on your body, right? I can either ask it to you like this. I can be like, oh, why do you chew gum? Did you know about these effects? Or I can say, uh, so do you like uh, hurting your body? You see what I mean? One is saying like, wait, wait, wait. You know, like, what are we talking about here? Why are you already putting this in my mouth? Versus like, okay, like, let's talk about it and then let, let's weigh out the pros and cons and like be decent human beings. Because um, there was like somebody at my campus that came up and they were, um, you know, 
conservative and they were vouching for Trump while there was those protests going on against him. And they kicked him out of the campus. They were like, we don't want this energy here. And a cop had to like escort him out. And that at the time, it seemed like he just wanted to have a conversation and people Mm -hmm. weren't allowing that. This is a different case where it's just like, you're coming here purposely to trigger a response. Mm -hmm. And so I can say all I want that I would love to have a conversation with you, but because of the consequences of things that you have spoken to existence, I can't promise that someone might might not punch you in the mouth. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot of times. Yeah. Even people like Charlemagne the God who like he goes on radio and says whatever he wants. Uh, I think he's gotten a lot better with it now, but he's gotten attacked and followed before because of things that he said. Yeah. So when it comes to free speech, it's just like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but nobody's going to promise you that like things might not happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like if she was using the power to like, you know, kind of incite good outcome, I would support it. Right. Like, oh, these are issues that should be talked about. Like, mm-hmm. I understand, you know. And that's awesome. But I think what she's doing is dividing us even more. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's going against what, you know, she's trying to do, quote unquote. I think she's trying to get her side much stronger and try the other side to even get stronger, too. But I don't know. I just isn't that and isn't that what a lot of liberal people do as well, where they are purposely like, oh, yeah, getting a response from conservatives. And that's where you know, you never get a match. Yeah. And I think people that like are really great at that. Joe Rogan is awesome at that because he actually will both sides try to understand where both mm-hmm. sides are coming from. Yeah. You know, someone like Andrew Yang, who dropped out, he was open to going on conservative podcasts and shows and things like that. And like, you know, actually having a discussion yeah. from both sides and being like, you know, and, and agreeing to disagree. That's what that truly means. But respecting mm-hmm. one another and each other's values. It's yeah. the environment that you choose to have it in. Like, she's actively choosing to like go get in a truck with like her little group and go into these like areas that are majority liberal so you know what you're going into like yeah it is what it is um on that note let's bring some positivity some vibrance and some shine onto the podcast uh we have an awesome stranger with us today uh he's an artist who has used heartbreak in his life to channel vulnerability into his music um according to him he has a vision to shed a little light and a lot more love to his hometown with his colorful raps everyone please welcome iman the heartbreak think i got a one up like one up was the kid you made fun of but now i got the one up <laughs> keep it 100 young kid on the come up run up in your spot like what up Said you look crispy I look crispy, man. <laughs> I feel crispy. That's good. Wait, so how do you say it? Iman or Iman? Uh, Iman. So it's like Iman. it's like Emmanuel, but Iman. Um, and I, re- I guess I understand when people say Iman because it looks like Iman, but like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to have a hyphen, but then I, I was Well, like, there are people also named Iman. For so sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, make, it makes sense. Like, like, but it's one of those things I'll have to do where like Wale was like, they keep saying whale well, my name Wale. I'll, I'll <laughs> have to educate people to make sure that like it's not mis- uh, Missed all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, what What's the full thing? Iman uh, the heartbreak. Iman the heartbreak. That is my name. Where does that come from? Um, well, Iman, my first name. But um, the heartbreak is. Uh, it came from a few things. Um, heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is the. the are, you, are you doing the heartbreaking or? No. See, that's the. I'm getting up my heart broken, man. Uh. It's a cold. What, what future say? It's an evil world out here, man. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Um, but like. Back when I had a BlackBerry, I used to think I was cool, and like all my O's, I would use a little BlackBerry 
a heartbreak emoji. Um, like, you know, they like, if you ever had a BlackBerry before, yeah, like, they, they, they used to have like little like emojis. Okay. Um, and I would like put my bio like loser and put the broken heart emoji with the O instead. It was just some, some stupid stuff. And Attention craving. Yeah, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it was just like I was just that was like my vibe. I was always going for like the like you know um, the sad boy. The, yeah, the rec- the recluse, the cool. You know what I'm saying? But um. What really like what made it my name was um, I was working on my first mixtape in 2013, which doesn't exist anymore, so don't look for it because um, it's awful. But you um, took it down. Well, it's still somewhere, but you shouldn't look for it because it's awful. Um, but yeah, so I was um, I was a big fan of what was called Rap Genius at the time, and I was making my um, profile so I could upload my lyrics and whatnot. And uh, E Man was taken. I was like, dang. Who took my name? How am I gonna have a rap genius profile now? And oh, you uh, only went by email. Yeah, I only went by email at the time because okay. I was like, I don't want a stupid rap name. I'm gonna go by my real name because that's who I am. Mm. Um, and then I thought, like, what could I use as a replacement? And I, I kept thinking about, you know, the th- the fact that I would always use uh, heartbreak emojis. So I was like, all right, email the heartbreak. And since then, it just kind of why do you why do you think you resonate with that vibe? Because um, you know, uh, I'm I'm somebody I'm a extreme empath. Like I feel mm. I'm very very intense. Like with all my situations and at, at that time it was my first time being in love with somebody and experiencing my first heartbreak so it all just kind of played out yeah. how old were you i was uh 19 when i got my heart broken it was a hard time but you know it it, it, it um it changed me and it definitely like taught me more about like you know the extent i would go for somebody yeah. and um that's one thing i, I learned um that's one thing that um, I try to incorporate with myself and my sound. It's just like I know a heartbreak is the most impactful thing that can happen to somebody because like it changes the way you think and the way you feel about yeah. the world. So I'm like, I want to do the same thing with everything I create yeah. is to influence the same way a heartbreak does. How old are you now? I'm 26. Old man. Dang. So so since being 19, how many times have you experienced that? Do you think? <laughs> well, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Girls are mean, man. It's like, nah, um, well, I would like, say... What are you going to do when, when you lock down with somebody who's, yeah. you know... I mean, hey, I'm, like, I, I'm not again changing my name. You know what I'm saying? My mom, don't change your name. It's a good I'm, name. I'm, I'm, I'm not a throb. That's what my uh, photographer calls me. He's like, oh, E-Man, the heartthrob. But, um, no, nah, but uh, what's it called? I, um, I'm definitely going to, you know, um, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with that. But, like, as far as being heartbroken... No, like I've had two major situations where like it was like really, really in depth. But you know, I go on a lot of dates and then people are very disappointing sometimes. So it, 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 I'm I'm in my fields. What do you mean people are disappointing? Dude, people, girls are very disappointing sometimes, man. It's and like that breaks your heart. Yeah, man. I told you, I I, <laughs> I, I feel I'm an empath, yo. Like yeah. that that is like my defining characteristic. Yeah, I'm definitely. Okay, last question about the heartbreak. Yes. What's your tip about to people about bouncing back from a heartbreak? What are the sort of protocols you go through when it's like, all right, this is happening again, you know, let me get back on track? Word. Um, it's really, really like remembering that like you can't lose anything that was never yours. And that's like what really gets me through the day. Mm. It's like it's like, you know, if I do my part as a partner and I put my best foot forward and it doesn't work. What else can I do? I'm not somebody to be outside of your window throwing rocks, like, give me a chance. No, it's like acknowledging that, you know, you have uh, a value to bring to people and anybody that doesn't see that or doesn't want that, it's it's nothing you can do about it. And you should really just invest in 
the things that you can control and allow love to find you. Yeah. So that's where I'm. That's where I'm at. I'm just like you know, I I know I know who I am. I know I'm absolutely worth waiting for, and I'm just like, hey, it is what it is. I'm not gonna miss out on anything that was never that was never mine. Bars. Yeah. Um, when did you start bars? <laughs> when did you first start making music? And since that period, when you got your first heartbreak, mm-hmm. like, did it change your music for the better? Um, I, I feel like I've always. I guess my first like song yeah. was in high school when I was like fifteen. I think that was my first song, but like at that point, I really hadn't made much music. Um, but I feel like my, the majority of my music has been made since my first heartbreak, and like that's influenced everything. So yeah, so it's generally like sad. It's not. It's not sad. It's, it's just like it's like it's very very vulnerable. Like I think mm. I think people confuse like being sad and being open and honest like this is how i feel you know remember those in, in like middle school where they would have those charts like how do you feel today i'm i'm very much that chart i'm like this is how i feel i'm not ashamed of it so i'm gonna just put it out there whether it's like i'm upset right now i'm angry right now you know i'm 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 kind of in between you know like that's the the the, the vibe i'm always going for is being very very upfront without feeling like i have to like pretend like i'm not feeling like this right now Mm-hmm. I, just can't, think, I, I just can't do that. Do you think that's kind of like a coping me- mechanism for you too? Because some people like it, internalize their emotions, but you're vocalizing it. So yeah, because it's like I can't be afraid of it if I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm if you like the best way to fight a fear is literally what by walking towards it. And like when I see myself just being so like upfront, it it's like it's like tricking myself into thinking that I'm not afraid of it. You know, I'm just like, hey, it is what it is, and then that fear just it just shrinks so small because it's like you can't you can't affect me if i'm if i'm you know going towards you directly mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's definitely a coping mechanism and and, and it, it's it's what's made me just be at peace knowing that like i can experience emotions in real time without having to, to pretend like i'm not going through them you know so um you're you have a nigerian background right yeah my mom um, and my dad are both from nigeria have you ever been there when I was six, and my relatives would message me like, "Why don't you come visit?" I'm like, "Are y'all paying that three thousand dollar plane ticket?" I don't think so. Um, does do you think that that at all has an influence in your music or, or your like how cultural are you? Um, I try to like, like you know I'm big on like um, you know uh, heritage and like and like representing where you where you come from because you know your roots are your roots. Um, I definitely haven't I haven't made any Afro you know pop or you know Afrobeat type music before, but um, I'm definitely like always doing my best to incorporate what I feel like is authentic. Cause I never want to feel like I have to do anything when I, cause at that point it's not it's not real. It's sure. like I'm doing it because it, it it it's pandering to people versus like oh this is what I'm feeling at this moment and this is this is this is the the subject matter I want to talk about at this moment. So yeah, it, it, it anything that's me. And that's authentic will influence my music. I'm never just like, oh, I'm Nigerian, so let me make a Nigerian song. Yeah, that's a good point. I think like a lot of people, you know, being second, third generation immigrants, um, (coughs) especially now, it's like they actually don't know a lot about, you know, where they come from or whatever. Why would you? And that's not their experience. Yeah. But you have like that sort of privilege that against other people, that's like if they wanted to, they could do that. You know what I mean? What do you mean they could? Like, like if somebody who is born and raised like a white person in America, like that's kind of like all they know, right? 
versus somebody who is now figuring out like, oh yeah, I mm, have this mm, heritage. Mm, mm, mm. And then they start exploring it and then they find out like, oh, I actually come from this and then they learn more about it. Then it's like, they can, I guess they can like get away with being able to try those things. Whereas, right, 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 right. you know, that, that sort of like white American will be like, you know, what are you doing? That's, yeah. that's not, that doesn't belong to you or something. For you know sure, I mean? for sure. I mean, and, and like I said, I don't, I don't take it for granted. I'm glad, like, you know what I'm saying? Especially like, growing up with a bunch of black people it's like i'm glad i know like where my parents are from mm. because it's like it's like at the very least you know that you have something somewhere and human beings i feel like all we ever really wanted was community people that understand us and um share common experiences with us that's that's why people love heritage so much because it's like this is what i have and nobody could take that away from me so yeah no i don't take it for granted granted at all and i'm i'm, I'm grateful my parents like you know gave me a nigerian ass middle name and like you know uh, like i i was raised in the culture enough you to said know. a middle name yeah like my 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 name is long as hell can you say you it you ready for yeah. it <laughs> all right emmanuel chukwemeka udagu turanaka jr that's, that's awesome. dope yeah, it's, it's, it's oh so you're a junior so yeah, that's your dad's name too yeah he's pretty lazy like oh, let me just give him my name <laughs> call it a day that's so cool um so are your parents pretty cultural um what's the family dynamic like um my mom in a nigerian household um so like you know just on some personal stuff my uh my dad passed away when it was um when i was like like one so um but like he was uh definitely the like staple nigerian father worked crazy hours Mm -hmm. um you know nigerians they're a pretty tight-knit community like my mom would always take us to all the like the parties um growing up where it's like all the nigerians and like this part of Baltimore would meet at this place or at this hotel and we'd like, you know, we turn up whatever and it's just like, you know all the Nigerians in your area because my mom would definitely like want us to stay connected with that community because it's, it's important to like at least know that like you have family, you know, um, in low places as, as, as they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like she would do her best to like make sure that we were not too detached from our culture and you know obviously making like nigerian uh food growing up and whatnot just only the thing was like i wasn't always you know we weren't traveling to nigeria every every like summer like some people would visit their hometowns every Mm -hmm. summer you know we would just do our best to stay within the culture to know that like it's there and not to feel like you know we don't like it's it's non-existent you know sense of community yeah it's important it's important you know if you know where you come from you got to invest into it. Yeah. So. And we had your sister. Um, Shout out to my sister. Who you guys are, you guys seem pretty close. Uh, that's my best friend. <laughs> we had her on the podcast. Um, so she's into the cosplay scene and, mm-hmm. and anime and, and that kind of stuff. Are you into that as well? Uh, I haven't, I haven't attempted any, but um, you know, when you, it's like, it's like when you start rapping because your friends rap, it's like um, being around my sister, it's definitely got me thinking about ideas. I have this, one genius cosplay idea that I can't wait to do. I can't say it just yet, but like when Come I do on. it, no, nah, when I do it, yo, when I do it, it's gonna go viral. I'll show you on my phone. It's 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 a pretty it's a pretty. I'm proud of it. But you're but you're wanting to like yeah, yeah, try for it sure. out. because you know I, I I want those worlds to uh, collide. Like, I you know if you listen to any hip hop, there's a lot of anime references because mm-hmm. rappers grew up watching Dragon Ball Z. We grew up watching Naruto. You know, nowadays especially, I think it's more like okay to do so. Yeah. I think you'd get made fun of or something yeah. back in the day, I think but now there's more Waka people coming Flocka. Out really pushed that narrative yeah he was like yeah goku oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dragon balls bitch, yeah, goku. Goku. Yeah. classic, classic. Jaden too 
yeah, yeah, that, yeah, and it, 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 there's, there's there's so many there's so many um, references, and yeah, I mean, touching on what you said earlier, it's like, you know, growing up, it wasn't it wasn't cool to be weird, and now everybody's weird, and like, I'm like, damn, where were y'all when I was getting bullied? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm not bitter. I'm just like, it is what it is. But I'm glad that we're in a space where it's like, you don't have to be in in, in high school. That's that's the community you have. So if you're not cool, you're screwed for four years. Yeah. But with the internet, it's like you don't have. You can be the weird kid at high school and be a celebrity, superstar, pop star on the internet. And like that's it's a weird parallel dynamic. But I love it because now you know kids don't have to feel like their their um, self worth is determined by the people that are closest to them when they have access to the entire world. That's 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 a beautiful that's a W if I have to you know if I looked at it like that. I like, think it's cooler anyways when somebody who is I guess quote unquote popular uh, does something that's kind of like geeky. I think Kanye West is a great example of that when Kanye comes out with things that are kind of like oh that's that's weird but people are relating to it and they're right, like right. oh he didn't he grew up in uh, you know he didn't have that same sort of like gangster upbringing that hip hop I guess initially was kind of known for right. And especially for African-Americans, it was like this eye opener that was like, oh, we don't only have to be categorized in this lane. There's there's so many more of us out there with with, you know, different life experiences. Right. Right. Um, so so what are some of the things that like you hold very dearly and that are important to you um, besides the emotional aspect in your music, whether it be like, you know, some of those references to your upbringing of those cartoons and video games or whatever? anything else like like things that i would i would talk about in my music sure um or that you're into in general that like oh okay like i'm just things i'm just into um like so i'm big into animation i love like if you look at my like page every single cover art was an idea from my head that like i i can't draw for shit you know what i'm saying but um i i, I commission people to make things that like you know bring them to life because i have so many ideas in my head that i want to like see play out um and like I think it's it's important to like like uh, one thing um I talk about in like when people ask about like my, my general like goal with music is I want to make sure things stay like colorful and fun like my favorite colors are red blue yellow green like the classic or people say '90s colors whatever but like that's the vibe I'm always going for to feel like happy and and youthful because when we're younger we have less problems you know what I'm saying like the, the, we don't have bills and we have more free time we don't have as much like emotional baggage like we just we're just people experiencing the world as it is and that's like that's the vibe i always wanted to to encapsulate just the carefree um you know like energy of being youthful where you just you just you can really really enjoy life for what it is versus like adulthood and everything else starts coming into play mm. you start worrying about family judging you where you are in your life your career your self-image everything that would make you like feel bad about yourself that comes in adulthood it's like i'm just trying to get people back to a point where it's like hey be happy because this is the moment that you should be enjoying not thinking about every other thing so do you yeah. think it gets difficult when uh you know from your hometown you're from baltimore um do you think that it's um that people there are generally like we don't have a lot of people a lot of artists i guess that break out from that type of a city so when you say like you wrote in and you said um you you have a vision to shed a little light and a lot more love to your hometown with your colorful raps do you think that like baltimore is going to be that place that you're able to do that or do you think you have to move out of it i don't see my, my thing is that, like because of the internet like 
the whole like having to blow up in your, in your house in your hometown first that's that's like extinct you don't have to blow up in your hometown mm. first um to be popping and my thing is like studying like chance and studying like amina and studying bryson tiller and kendrick and seeing the way people put on for their hometown it's like i'm gonna like i'm always wearing an o's but not wearing, not wearing right now but i'm always wearing an o's hat like I always put reference Baltimore in my in my songs. I'm always like on when I do my live shows. I have certain setups that will be like very very like in your face. This is Baltimore culture, and my thing is that the people will always gravitate towards dope stuff. And nothing will make somebody prouder to see something dope and then to see a place that they're from being promoted. It's like wow, oh we made it. We're in, we're in the big time now. So it's like my thing is like I'm definitely Baltimore is. A city like any other city, there's people that like great art. One thing about Baltimore is it's very, very artsy. So as long as I'm making dope art, people are gonna are gonna like uh, vibe with it. It doesn't matter. Like I, I never go with the mentality that oh nobody has done it before, so it's impossible. And it's like I just I, you know the whole crabs in the barrel. I I just can't I can't sit there and and be like complacent and think that like because it hasn't happened before, it's impossible. Like I'm I'm a firm believer. Especially with just the things people tell me on a daily basis, it's like I'm definitely gonna be the guy to make sure like we get our our just due because mm-hmm. it's like you know every every city deserves like a hometown hero. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Do you think that like we have a specific sound like other cities sometimes? Like there's a very distinct sort of like Toronto sound. I feel like sure. there's 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 a few places that have that kind of sound. Do you think that uh, Baltimore has a sound? And do you think that like if there's not, you could help shape that? Or uh, there's definitely like you know. I, like you know, I'd be ignorant to be like not uh, acknowledge club music, how it's influenced. Like Jer- people don't realize a lot of like Jersey Club was influenced by Baltimore club music, and then Jersey Club influenced other club music, and it's like that was definitely like our origin where we started. Like it was definitely like you know just dancing, um, and there's also also you know a tra- certain trap sound that's from Baltimore. But like um, my biggest thing is that because nothing has like like there there isn't like a face to a lot of a lot of the sounds that it's like a mainstream face that everybody knows um it's always an open i think it's always an open canvas as long as like what's being made is really really great that becomes the the sound like i know there's a chicago sound like you could tell when somebody's from a certain area or like a, a like a bay sound or you know like a west coast sound but like my thing is that because there's nothing there's no like prominent like this is the baltimore figure like I'm gonna just do the sounds that I think are dope because I, I have a lot of influences, and it's like from there I feel like people will just dub that one of these sounds of Baltimore. Obviously, while still acknowledging that club music started this whole thing, um, I'm definitely gonna incorporate that into a lot of the songs too because it's like I like to dance, I like to make sure people are having fun. Um, but I'm always gonna be authentic, and as long as I'm authentic and representing Baltimore, I feel like that becomes the Baltimore sound. Yeah. Who are some uh, Baltimore artists that you like or collaborated with or friends with? Um, definitely my boy Mike Bell. Um, really, really uh, dope guy. One of the, I think one of the best writers I've, I've ever met. Like he writes really fast and like always has crazy lyrics. Um, and you know King Los. I think I, I personally think King Los is the best rapper of all time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He, you know he may not be like the most popular superstar but as far as like he's your favorite no uh, yeah no well, not, not even my favorite is as far as like quality and like like you know genius of lyrics i think he's better than like kendrick and a lot of other dudes like he, he's he's insane when it comes to like writing and rapping like um but yeah like there's there's definitely a, a lot of dope artists like I said um i don't 
I I listen to whatever crosses my ears. Um, I'm never just like oh, because like my 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 one thing is that because of my natural recluse, I guess energy, I don't um, really go to like a lot of the like Baltimore events. Not not because I'm, I'm against anybody, just because I I just like doing things from my from my bedroom and then calling it a day. So, um, but yeah, I'm always open to like you know working with people that I think are tight. Not just because they're from here, but I personally think they're they're dope, and I want to make something dope because. That's that's the whole. That, that's all I'm trying to do. Make yeah. make great things. Who are some of your inspirations outside of Baltimore? Um, definitely, I, I can name you my top ten favorite rappers. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> if that's who your inspirations yeah, yeah, no, they, are, they sure. are, they are, they literally are. Okay, right, let me see if I'm gonna do it from memory. Are you gonna do um, it in order? Um, not no particular order. Um, okay. so actually, let me, let me pull my. Okay, but the top three have to be in an order. In order, that's not. Fair. <laughs> that's not. He's got it saved on his yeah, phone. Yeah, I got it, bro. Like I, 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 like, I take my inspiration seriously. Well, it should be a complete twist, right. like Lady Annabella. <laughs> I would hate that. All right. So yeah, these are people that I don't think are the best. But I think these are my personal favorites. Some of them are arguably the best, but sure, they're your um, inspiration. Exactly. Uh, Left Eye from TLC. I think she, like she's she is one of the coldest. Had one of the coldest flows ever. Rest in peace. Um, MF Doom, Lupe Fiasco. Drake, Andre 3000, Eminem, Chance the Rapper, Earl Sweatshirt, fucking GOAT, uh, Joey Badass, and Tyler the Creator. I wow. think all those guys are, oh, I mean, all those people, because, you know, left as a woman, um, are just people, I, when I listen, to, if I see featuring, I click, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I always listen to their verses because they, I feel like they have the presence of, like, this is a rap verse, and like, I can't wait to see what how they made this canvas into their own. So, and that's the presence I want to feel when people see featuring even the heartbreak. It's like, oh, I'm stopping what I'm doing, and I'm clicking this because I know it's going to be quality. And mm. that's what I go for. It's like in 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 a industry of like oversaturation, quality is what I'm always like like looking for. And I, and those ten people always fire. Yeah, for the most part, it seems like there's there's almost like a little sound there with for sure. with yeah. from what you're describing yeah. and that. And like that's half, cool that that half of them makes. are kind of like the bedroom kind of like music makers. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. Cool. Um, I'm I I the best thing is like I definitely put my influences upfront like i'm not like ashamed to be like oh i listen to people and i study their lyrics you know i i like li- i like listen to their songs and start working on my songs like those are like some of the best writers to me and some of the best just like great talents and i'm inspired by talent and then and then fame you know what i'm saying because people can be famous and not be talented and that's just not that's not special to me that's everybody knows. yeah it's like it's like yeah like so, that's so the age we live in social media is everybody's taste of celebrity like you could have a small microcosm and feel famous and then walk down the street like who the hell is this you guy? could take a selfie with justin timberlake and then be known as the selfie kid forever right and it's, it's you like you wear a backpack and be known as the backpack kid yeah <laughs> yeah and, and everybody's handles are these things that they did one time yeah which made them famous and, and, and that becomes like me and now culture. they're a brand yeah it's crazy and shout out to them because they can make money and I'm happy for anybody oh, for that, sure. that can monetize themselves they but should for me I'm like I, I, I'm I, always like Jay-Z had this great quote he was like do I want to be the trend or do I want to be Ralph Lauren it's like the thing that lasts mm. you know what I'm saying like, Jay-Z he was just speaking like drop gems I'm like I'm writing all this down bro <laughs> yeah. he's like yeah I know it's a throwaway but I'm writing that down <laughs> I noticed you didn't have Wale on there DMV Nigerian I, man. a long name like you <laughs> I, I love I love Wale. He's definitely in my top twenty. Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's like, hold on, let me pull out the He's in my top twenty. Um, I, like when I was making that list, I just know for a fact that like what what made like hearing Drake made me like, oh wow, I could rap about emotions and stuff, and it's and it's not weird. 
I'm like, okay. And like every time I'd feel insecure, I'd put on Drake like in, in like in like um, high school. And that was like enough for me to start rapping, like taking it seriously. And then hearing Chance, like, oh wow, this style is not, nothing I've ever heard before. This is insane. I wanna I wanna get this good. And then hearing Andre and then hearing Eminem. It's just like people that made me wanna start rapping, that's why they're my favorites. Mm, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, when you wrote in, you said uh, your only goal is to make sure rap remains fun, but most importantly, cool. Yeah. Uh, and you're doing a reintroduction to all the elements a rapper should embody. What does that mean? Right. Elements that a rapper should embody. Should embody. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer because if you notice that, like, a lot of rappers, um, they'll go on interviews and be like, don't call me a rapper. I'm not a rapper. I'm more than a rapper. I'm an artist. And I'm just like, dude. I didn't work this hard to like not be considered one of the other. That's oh, like disrespectful to the craft. See, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it's more in the sense of like, like the only reason why people would say I'm not a rapper or I don't want to be considered a rapper because it's becoming uncool when more people do something. What makes something cool is exclusivity and then and then extreme talent. Mm. When something seems like ethereal and really really incredible that's what makes it cool because not everybody can do it but if anybody can pick up a mic and say they're a rapper and then not be interesting it's like man i don't want to be a rapper anymore it's it's anybody it seems like anybody can do it so my thing with that uh, specific phrase is that like i take a lot of um at, like inspiration from like fresh prince when it comes to my aesthetic and it's like when you see that old when you see a certain style like you you feel like man this this is this is dope this is cool like when when people dress really cool, it's like you, you get inspired by it. When people have incredible flows, you get inspired by it. So I'm like, I wanna, when people see me, I want them to be excited like, yo, this is the thing. This is not a thing, this is the thing. This is the, like, the energy. I should be excited, like when, when, I, when I pull up on a show, like people should be super hyped because like, this is somebody that really does something, not just kinda does it, not just like, sorta does it, but actually embodies like an energy that makes me feel inspired like i like for me if, if a rapper doesn't make you want to rap he's not he's not that great of a rapper that because that, that that's that's to me personally i'm like if it's not dope enough like if i see michael phelps w win a gold medal swimming it makes me want to swim i'm not going to but it makes me like <laughs> damn that looks so cool like the whole idea for me to do dope things is to inspire people to also do dope things so if it's not inspiring it's like what are you really doing so what you're saying is that the, the the sort of elements that a rapper should embody is things that make you want to do that make make you want to feel feel like dope like when you hear when you hear a like, song like post malone he doesn't he classifies as a rapper he i think he's like a pop you know artist whatever yeah. but he doesn't have the same like attributes that a typical i guess rapper would for sure for sure and uh you know i don't know if people necessarily feel like a rapper vibe from him for so. sure i mean post malone is is a special case like he's doing his thing and like the end of the day it's like there's an audience for everything um i just know for, like for me personally it's like like i want to see and, and i've been inspired by post seeing his shows and like seeing like how he like rocks crowds and whatnot um there isn't a like definitive characteristic of what is cool it's just the it factor and a lot of people who don't have the it factor are making rap music. So I'm, I'm my my biggest thing is like promoting things that are organically dope. And it's like and then they post has a huge fan base, so he's doing something right. So like I, I can still take inspiration from that. Um, yeah, because it's like it's not it's not a one trait that makes you awesome. It's just like when you're embodying a certain energy of this alpha character, where it's like 
Like you, somebody looks at you like, yo, that is a that is a star. I don't know why, but there's something special about them. That's what I want it to be promoted, and that's why I want to keep the rapper tag because it's like to me, rappers were superheroes growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the people that make me feel like powerful. And it's like if I, if I don't feel inspired by it or if I don't feel powerful, it's just it doesn't make me want to. Like, you know, I can't invest my time in anything that doesn't make me want to feel more than I am right now. Because who wants to live life feeling like this is all I'll, I'll ever be? You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I want, when I, when I perform, I want people to be like, dang, like, I want to do that. And, and the person after me should feel like, I don't know if I'm that good. Like, that's a, that's the energy I'm trying to embody. Like, I should be aspiring to be that good. So it sounds like what you're saying is, um, you know, that, that the aesthetic and the sound are almost like hand in hand when you describe like the look of Fresh Prince and stuff. Yeah. Um, so for that, uh, for performing and things like that and, and that sort of appeal, that's important to you, the, the look. Because um, I would say, you know, there are, I'm trying to think of like guys that are like really, I guess, boring, but they can, you know, wrap their hearts out. And for, for sure. them, like the sound is super important. For sure. But, uh, like, uh, I think Earl Sweatshirt is a good example. Like, sure. like he's definitely, Earl is like, he doesn't make hype music. But like I can watch that man rap all day, cause to me he's just one of the goats. Like I was watching his performance earlier, it it wasn't it wasn't a Travis Scott show for sure. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a Drake show for sure. But like his ability to craft words and and keep that flow going, it's it, anybody would be inspired by that. Um, so like I said, it's definitely not a one size fits all. But Earl definitely has his own it factor. Um, but like then then me watching a Tyler show, like that just you just sit there in awe like yo this guy is insane mm. he, he this this is what's a little uh quote you are now watching a master at work you know what i'm saying <laughs> type of type of stuff like that's the vibe that like i'm always going for and like talking talking about what you were um um mentioning with aesthetic it's like aesthetic is important because people are looking at you and mm. we are first impression beings i don't care anybody else says when you walk in and meet somebody they've already made uh, an opinion about you and then you sell them with the rest of you later with the conversation and and, and what what not so it's like i want to make sure people are looking at me and thinking what i'm looking like is dope then being sold by like oh he's not just looking dope he's also you know, mm. the, the, the the talent way surpasses the aesthetic, but the aesthetic is definitely a good seller. Yeah, you, know you talked about a lot of like the people that inspire you and and you know your love for hip hop. What do you think is wrong with hip hop nowadays? Like, or, or something that you see problematic in what's going on, especially with you know the new rappers coming up? I guess it's funny. Uh, actually, I have when I'm like a little like tweet rant about this. Um, I um, I mean. Granted, I think it's in a great spot where people can like come in and like take care of their family and make money. That's always a great thing, especially when capitalism doesn't work for everybody. It's like knowing that people can beat the system and, and make a bag. That's great. Um, you know, I'll never be against people making money, but because of that, when things become like commercialized and like easily accessible, there's no quality control. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like with the NBA, you can't just be like, I'm I'm an NBA player. You have to be the best to to even like get you know on the the bench of the nba player you have to be the best basketball players in the world so one thing with rapping is that like because anybody can hop in and and start doing it there's a lot of people that are like mediocrity is being praised labels are like what like can you give us an example of somebody who like came up that you're like i don't know if this is um i don't want this interview to come back and bite me uh (laughs) No, I mean, I have, I have, there's definitely things I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, to, just, if I hear something that sounds like Lil Xan, is he still around? I haven't heard from him in a little bit. A little pump. 
Lil Pump. You know, <laughs> he's doing he's doing his thing. I'm trying to think of like people that are. Who's in the game right now? I, I, but I see, see, look, 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 look what's happening. You, you have to think about it. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I've never wanted to make something that people, like, you wouldn't have to think about, oh, who's Chance the Rapper? Or who's Drake? Like, mm -hmm. those are staples. And my thing is that if you're not making incredible work, it's like, I can't pay attention. I, I don't listen to everything. I don't care to listen to everything. It's just like, you are making, like, a lot of labels are manufacturing artists. They'll find kids with good voices, get them writers, get them aesthetic, and just pump money into them and, and like, place them in the industry so it looks like they've always been there yeah. and like i just any industry that becomes anything that becomes commercialized and and, and manufactured that's going to be an issue because mm -hmm. people are the, the the audience won't always be able to tell like what's real and what's not because entertainment is all about selling perception that's what people think they sell like art they sell perception you know what i'm saying yeah. um and anything that, that that has that like that that like energy in it it's gonna be tainted. So my thing is, I just want to stay away from anything just like that doesn't feel real. That doesn't feel like it's here to like make something that lasts long. Yeah. I actually think that that's kind of fading away. Like I think yeah, that was, was a phase. That. Yeah. You know, even with the drug abuse and all that. Yeah. Uh, you know, praising you know the yeah. the rappers and that are using the drugs and everything. I feel like like when I said Lil Xan and Lil Pump and all that, like that was a like a while ago, yeah. right? Like I, now we have like YB and Corday and like these yeah, other yeah. guys that like shout out to YB. Yeah. They're like they're bringing, I guess, that what you were talking about, that kind of like, you know, that that initial love and, and coolness of but of rap. And hip -hop even at thing. first, like I didn't like you know Lil Uzi Vert or Twenty One Savage. Like when their freestyles came out, they're I thought garbage. But I, I still don't. But now, like you know, <laughs> that freestyle aged really well, though. That's the thing. It's it's a it's a really impact. Like it has crazy yeah. amount of views. But like, I yeah. love like for example, Lil Uzi's style. Like he has his own unique sort of thing, and I love that he will listen to Paramore and like. <laughs> but the, the, bring that my, aesthetic. My point in, is but. like, at first it was trash, you know, and like they yeah. passed that. Uh, now everyone wants them back. Everyone wants Lil Uzi Vert to drop an album. Right. When everyone was clowning him at first, Twenty One Savage had a great song with J Cole, like. You know, and, oh, and, and classic, like, classic. Did it win a Grammy? It won a Grammy. Yeah, classic record, bro. Yeah, so like so he went from you know something that was he. I think he's you know blew up in that stage where like mediocre was praised, and then he kind of established himself as like a great artist. So it's I think quality control is slowly happening, mm. coming I, back or something. Oh uh, yeah, I think that, that, that's that's a fair point, especially with like Corday. Like I feel like he kind of branded himself as the revival. Like I feel like that energy of him being like, hey. In, in, in a world where people aren't rapping, I'm rapping, and then mm. people really like attach themselves to that because it's like it was like a breath of fresh air type of thing, and and that's all that just speaks to the higher, um, you know, like higher consciousness of people. It's like I remember there's there's this one rapper's girlfriend. I won't say the rapper's name, but like um, he was more on the trap side, but his girlfriend would always be tweeting acid rap lyrics because at the end of the day, people like lyrics that stick with you and that that like that help you get through your everyday life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's that that's that was like the punchline in all this. Like this is a popular rapper, but it's like Would that would that break your heart if like you're dating a girl and she's like <laughs> rapping someone else's nah, who's nah, like nah. who's like in your tier, not like nah, Drake man. or something. It, it's like. all it's all it's all music cuz it's like anyway, I'm the one smashing. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it, Drake said that about uh who was it? He said that like the girl was listening to I forget who it was. Mm. Not ludicrous. Oh yeah, no, it, yeah. No, um, what was? Yeah, it was. It was on. How about now? He was like, uh, asked me, "Who's this?" 
I wore a true shit and then asked if we can listen to Ludacris. Yeah, the car rides yeah. made me feel like I was losing it. Yeah, made me feel like I ain't have it like, <laughs> like that. Even I was Drake, like even that. Drake felt like that at a point, and now there's like every you girl's tweeting. Drake. You cannot get away with not listening to Drake. Yeah. Period. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Drake, um, Drake is the is the uh, what's the word when you're everywhere omnipresent yeah. rapper. Uh, last question about rappers: What do you think about Russ? Take away the business aspect, the branding, and all that. I think we can all agree that he's. You know, very very successful. Very successful. Made a name for himself just by you know his, you know, work ethic and consistency. But what do you think about him as a as an artist and his music? As an artist and his music, uh, so you say not talking about um, branding and marketing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just talking okay. about, about like that. that. So, okay, so yeah, no. Russ definitely has songs I listen to. Like I listen to uh, Guess What off his new album a lot. That, that's, that's a good one. That, yeah. that, that that's I feel like his production. I'm pretty sure he produced it. His, his production level definitely like had a one up with that and like he's had songs like like what they want was obviously was fire um at, like i listened to, uh, i love the idea of like you know putting out a lot of music because you know you, you can you can pick and choose so like of course he has songs that aren't for everybody but it's like you know he has options so i definitely appreciate him putting out uh, quality music consistently because you know it makes you as a subscriber want to like stay tuned so so yeah. that's something that you um respect when it comes to like you know just the consistency of it for sure uh, uh, you know we are we love i mean i'm, I'm a part of the generation too we are in a, a fast food you know um environment and we we want things when we want them if we're hungry we can't cook who cooks postmates like, you know what i'm saying postmates like we don't have to leave the house we can literally order oh, everything off amazon and um and like it comes to us in the, like same day shipping two day shipping so yeah i like the idea of being consistent and like him him being a very very diy type guy like the artist is the one make calling the shots because they're the one making the art so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah no shout out to russ man i'm a big fan of him uh going off that like how do you think of your music and how you're branding yourself in like a business standpoint like how do you think about how you're going to release music like what are and maybe some advice for artists that are um yeah so <laughs> i'll tell you marketing if i wasn't a, uh, a rapper I would definitely be like in a marketing agency. Like that's that's like my like second love. To me, it's like once you have the dope product, the funnest part is figuring out how to infiltrate the market. So I, I have that's I, fun for you. That dude, it's the it's, I hate it's that. the best. <laughs> it's like I like just I literally have an entire like uh, y'all ever heard of the app called Evernote? Yeah, it, it's like it's like Google, it's like yeah, it's like Google Docs basically, okay. but um from from your phone, um and I have literally like pages of ideas of how I'm going to promote the music because for me mm -hmm. it's like I, like what why brands fail is where uh, well, any company fails any business fails is either they don't have a good product or if they do have a good product they can't get enough customers so brand awareness is really really important people mm -hmm. need income to stay afloat and for me I'm like I just have like you know, aside from the cover arts being really, really dope, because people always compliment me like, "Yo, bro, this artwork was why I clicked on your page." You know what I'm saying? Like, that's awesome. So, so I'm like, I, I appreciate that, bro. And it's like, I would, I'm, I'm, my biggest thing is being authentic and showing my personality because I have a good personality. I, I, I make that into a consumable format and allow that to bring traction to the music. Because when people like your music, then like you. You have a fan for life, mm -hmm. so yeah. I just I have lists of ideas, like I said, from from the from the graphics to like the type of videos I'm gonna shoot, and just to like the in 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 street marketing. 
I'm gonna do is it's gonna be like the really like guerrilla marketing tactics. That's gonna be very very hands on because I want people to know, hey, this is what it looks like to like come up. You know, so I'm not just gonna blow up overnight and be like, where did he come from? No, you're gonna see this come up. I'm gonna document every single moment because you know I want people to really really attach themselves. I, I want fans for life, and the people will attach themselves to people that they see are grinding. So yeah, no, in, in the next few months you you'll see a lot of the. The rollout plans I've, I've been uh, scheming up my little my little lab. That's awesome. Um, Appreciate you, G. You have a project coming out. Uh, do I you want to talk a little bit about that? What's uh, the sort of theme, the overall message that you're trying to Facts. put on this? And, and when can we expect to hear it? Exclusive. So, um, <laughs> TMZ. TMZ exclusive. Um, so yeah, I am working on a project. Um, should I tell the title or? Yeah, tell us the title. I, I'll tell you the title, man. All right, drum roll, please. It's like, oh. <laughs> all just out of sync. Say that. <laughs> um, so it's called the Pretty Good Demo. Um, it's essentially, I don't want to make a mixtape because I feel like I don't have what I need to make the mixtape yet, and I feel like an EP is also a short mixtape. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to call it an EP, you know, because like I said, a lot of the things aren't perfect. But I feel like a demo is like, hey, this is me doing what I can with what I have, and I'm putting it out to like kind of start the get the ball rolling it's like if if this is not the first thing that you hear it's the it's it's gonna start the 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 revolving to become the first things so, you know like it'll be the start of the journey where you eventually get introduced to me um so yeah that's that that'll be coming honestly as soon as it's done i'll be dropping my first single in like two years uh pretty soon you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I thought you were gonna say in two years you're gonna drop no, it. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I, I'd be so washed. No, man. I, 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 got, I got a strict plan to like be like a big figure by 29. Like I, I have it all mapped out. Um, but like, yeah, by 29, like age. You have 29 age. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Because like I, I know like good things take time, and I know, and like I said, that's my plan. But like things can always change overnight. Like I, I'm sure Amina didn't expect Carolina to blow up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, oh, it's one of the, one of the mo- one of the hundred songs I made, and that was the one that that took mm-hmm. off. So yeah. my biggest thing is like, I have I have a plan, and I have a, um, the energy behind it to like fuel it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'll be dropping my first single in the next few weeks. That that song is called Awkward. I feel like um, the premise behind that is like, if I had a cartoon, I feel like that that would be the title, and this would be the introduction theme song like you know like fairly our parents timmy was an average kid and no one understand like like that's the vibe of the song it's like here's e-man the heartbreak and then here's the rest of my story as the other songs come out mm-hmm. the demo is itself deals with like the the idea of just not being good enough i remember i was working on my first mixtape and uh, this dude walked in and he was like he was listening in and i'm thinking this is like my, my best stuff ever i'm like man i worked so hard in this he's listening in and he's like hmm uh pretty good and dude, I was cr- it sounds so it sounds so stupid, but I was crushed. I'm like, what you mean? This is pretty good. I spent hours on these lyrics. This is the best stuff ever. And it just reminded me that like sometimes you'll just not be enough for certain people. And to like as a creator, just keep creating. What's the album called again? The Pretty, pretty good, good Demo. demo. So, so isn't that a compliment if you said it's pretty good? No, but see, to me, no, but well, that's not like great. There's yeah, great, then there's good. No, but it's so. called the Pretty Good Demo. But the whole thing he's been preaching the whole episode. He wants to leave, like leave an impact. Yeah. And, like I don't want to be. I don't want to just be pretty good. So to me, it's, it was me reclaiming the pretty good term that hurt my feelings. Because like if you if you thought you made Mona Lisa and somebody was like, hmm, cool drawing. Oh, that's where it came from. Yes, yes. No, somebody, oh. yeah, somebody called my first mixtape pretty good, and it crushed me. Like oh. I, was, I was standing at them like like how could you know what I'm saying? Just, like I was like I was like 18 at the time, but I was so like 
convinced it was the thing. Mm. And then that reminded me that like, as a creator, all you can do is create. People are gonna have opinions, but for your creations to become art, you have to put it out there to be critiqued. And my, my demo is more like, hey, this is who I am, do what you want with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure people are gonna call it pretty good, but I'm not afraid of that like label anymore. It's like, I know it's dope, I know it has something, it may not be the thing, I know it has something. And from that something, I'm gonna become you know, more, I'm gonna become everything, I'm gonna become that thing. Yeah. So. You know, I, I was actually thinking about something similar to that, like not that long ago. When people say, when you ask somebody like how something is, and they say not bad. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. It's like, is it, so is it good? Or I hate it so much. It's, it's like, not, that. not bad. A lot and, of things and are not bad. And sometimes they're just saying it as a compliment. Right. Or they're right. saying it just like praising. But that wording just sucks. Yeah. It, it's terrible. Not bad. Pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. It's like, like you know what I'm saying? Ugh, have an opinion. Just or, say it. Or when people are like, my favorite like white people term is like, it's nothing to write home about. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing to write home about? <laughs> It's like it wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't amazing. And for me, for somebody that's trying to be amazing, that anything, a slap. A, yeah, anything that's not the label of amazing, it's like I don't, I don't, I, you know, it makes yeah. you feel inferior. And nobody wants to walk around feeling like you're not good enough. So my my whole thing is like, this is the project that lets me know I'm good enough, regardless of how it's received. Because I know with my, the ideas in my head, I know what I'm capable of. Do you think the backlash of naming it pretty good, people are gonna say, oh, it's pretty good. Hey, no, 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 100%, I, I've every, every- He's prepared himself. Every possible scenario I'm ready for, because at the end of the day, it's like that one project is the beginning of my discography yeah. of 300 plus songs. Yeah. It's, it's five songs. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near the rapper I'm gonna be. That's actually smart marketing too, because people are gonna see that and be like, "Oh, it's pretty good." Hey, like you're gonna get trolls, but that's just gonna get you free clout. And bro, so. I, I, I'm, I'm so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Well, man, we think you're good enough, and you've Thank been you. awesome on this podcast. <laughs> and uh, I love these pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're I'm, pretty good. I'm pretty good. Though. You aren't as good as your sister, but not bad. <laughs> No, you guys are awesome. No, I, no, honestly, she's she's better at everything than I'll ever be, which is fine yeah. because when she's rich, I'll be rich too. So it all works. <laughs> out. Sometimes it's just a vibe, and you guys have a great radiant vibe. I, and I think that. the Nigerian skill, skin helps, but you know, it's just part of it. Um, <laughs> we do think? have one last question we ask at the end of every podcast. Shamir, if you want to ask that, if you could describe yourself in any flavor, what would it be and why? I would I would say I'm cookies and cream. You know what I'm saying? I am cookies and cream because I have I have all the all the goodness you need, and then a little bit of crunch. You know, we all like a little crunch, a little crisp, <laughs> a little, little, little crisp in there. So yeah, no, I feel like I feel like you know having, you know, the smoothness of the cream, and then the the excitement of the cookie. It's like man, the best of both worlds, man. I, I'm I'm both I'm both pretty and good. You feel me? I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty I'm, I'm, it, it's it's having all the elements people need to keep life interesting not just smooth not just uh rocky both both mixed in there yeah, yeah. cookies and cream Eman the heartbreak aka little crisp bow, 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 bow. <laughs> it's been an honor thank you for coming here Thanks for um, having me, yo. and for everybody listening thank you for listening to another episode of strange flavors it's been another week another flavor a little less strange we'll talk to you next time <laughs>